Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You're listening to Comedy Central. My guest tonight, a legendary country singer currently on tour with her latest album, Those Were the Days. Please welcome Dolly Parton. They're very, very nice. Yeah. It's so nice to meet you, and we're delighted to have you here. Well, thank you. We watch your show at home, and we have a lot of people that love you a lot. So they, was, they couldn't believe I was going to be on the show. Dolly, so, I could But here I am. Hey. I, I thank you. I also couldn't believe you agreed to be on the show. <laughs> You? Well, I was a little nervous. They said, oh, so he's not going to get all political with me. They said, nah, I don't think so. Can I tell you something? But, Honestly, I'm just reading off the top. I don't... <laughs> well, don't get... I don't know anything about it. I'm about like George Neither do Bush. I. President. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to say. As far as I know, Eisenhower's president. I have... <laughs> I don't like to follow this sort of thing. Uh, but you know what is, is interesting about uh, you? You transcend red, blue, uh, politics, any of that... Everyone, no one has anything bad to say about Dolly Parton. Everybody loves Dolly Parton. What is the secret, just kindness, goodness, or talent? Oh, I've just been around so long. I think people just kind of know me. And I, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that know a lot of bad stuff about me, but we don't want to hear from them, do we? <laughs> we have some fans out there. But actually, I've been in the business for a long, long time. And I like people. I'm not a bit political, but I'm very patriotic. And uh, that's kind of why I did some of these fun songs, to kind of have a voice in all that's going on today, but not trying to make any big statements. But I'm just glad people like me. And uh, it's kind of like liking an older sister or a favorite aunt or something like that, I think. <laughs> I think that uh, how people feel about you is not so sisterly and antish. Maybe some old horny goats or something out there. <laughs> if that's what you want to refer to them as, I think that's fine. <laughs> now, Witcher, this is a, a, an album. It's called uh, Dolly Parton. Those were the days. And uh, you collaborated with a lot of interesting yeah, people on this. I did. These actually were favorite songs of mine from the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided to do them because I'd always loved these songs. And right in the middle of recording, I thought, I wonder how many of the original artists or writers uh, 
would be willing to sing on this. So I started looking around and uh, asked a bunch of them, like Judy Collins, you know, she sang on, we did both sides now, and Leanne Womack sang with her, and we even got Cat Stevens. Now, how uh, did you get Cat Stevens? Yeah. Who's, I mean, as far as I know, he is ungettable. Well, actually, he's, uh, he's been out of the business for the most part, certainly and out of this country. Yosef Islam, I think Yosef is Islam. He, as he goes That's his stage name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I had always loved him, and I've recorded songs of his before. I did a song of his called Peace Train, and he had many years back uh, sent me a, a fax and an email saying how proud he was of that. And I think he used the choir that I had used on, on his peace train on some things he did. And then I wrote a song called Hello God that he had heard on an airplane. And he just faxed me saying it was a song that needed writing and it had touched him. And I know he's very involved in charity. So uh, since I love his songs, I had recorded a song in this CD called Where Do the Children Play? And I thought, well, it's worth a chance. So we sent an email and Steve Buckingham, who helped me round up a lot of these artists, uh, we kind of collaborated and he said sure I'll come play the guitar so he did and we sent it over there he didn't come here to do it but, but anyway, Dolly, I, to, the idea of you and Yusef Islam like blackberrying each other like this is <laughs> like this whole story is like I meet him and then he was on a jet so I get a blackberry and then I, it's got so I just I know but that's the way it is with writers and that's the way it went down and so you got yeah. together and uh, uh, a sweet man a oh he's a comfortable precious man he's great. just you know he's got a got a lot of bad pressure lately but I think he's out to try to save the world not destroy it anybody so, turn it down anybody say uh, Dolly Parton uh, yeah Bob Dylan I Bob wanted, Dylan did yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I'm going, well, actually, let me be fair to him. He wrote the song, and that's all he needed to do, but I didn't actually speak to him personally. I'd sent a message to him because I wanted him to sing at least one line on the answer is blowing in the wind, you know, at least that much. But I got the message back that he didn't want to do it, so I got Nickel Creek, this wonderful new group, uh, to sing on it. So in a way, it worked out better because had, had I got Bob Dylan, I wouldn't have had them, and they did you such are, a beautiful job. You are, if I may job. say this, you are the, you, your life force could have infused him with, I, I think it would have been good of him to just touch you. And it would have been like one of those things where he would touch you and all of a sudden all the like blood would start to go. Well, actually, in, like I say, in all fairness, I didn't speak to him personally, so I don't know if he actually even got the message from me. If oh, that he got the message. Yeah. That's what I thought, so. Please welcome back to the program, Dolly Parton. You can talk to me. Okay. Let me say this. I don't say this to everybody. I've missed you. Well, thank you. Were you were on the show a while ago, and then you, I haven't seen you in a little while. I miss you. Your, your personality, it's just very, I guess the word would be vivacious. Is that what they would say? Is I that... don't know, but thank you. Everybody said they loved us together. Everybody. And I was excited about that. So I'm happy that you're uh, bringing me back so I can so talk when I, about I, my stuff. I make the calls or I send the letters. It's not what you would call, let's say, <laughs> harassment. <laughs> Tell me about this joyful noise. What is it? Is this a, a, a movie about gospel? Is this well, it's all got a, all this great gospel music in it, uh -huh. and it's a story about a small town in Georgia that's fallen on hard times, and the economy's bad. So and, pure fiction. This is yeah, pure fiction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's about this church that's always competed in 
competitions, but they can't afford to do it. So anyway, Christopherson, who plays my husband, he mm -hmm. dies early on. He's the choir director. So I think that I should be able to take over the choir. Sure. And of course, husband? yeah, of course, uh, Latifa, she's a great singer there, and the committee says she should do it. So of course, the rub starts there. So we we kind of fight all the way through. But it's mm -hmm. about, and there's a lot of fun in it, a lot of laughs. Now, you are a... Uh, uh in stature, obviously a legend in the business, but physically a s smaller individual. Latifa is, if I may, also a legend in the industry, but but a larger. Was there ever a, was there physical fighting? Yes, where, oh. she gets me in a chokehold, okay. and I'm this tiny little thing down here. I'll call us Biggie Small. <laughs> <laughs> Nice reference, from, nice yeah. reference. But anyway, we do at the end, when they sum up this whole thing, she really has me in a, in a chokehold, and she's got me around. She could have hurt me bad if she had wanted to, but she didn't. But she's great. She is big. She's, yeah. what, what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, yeah, to me, that's, like yes, five, one, that five, is two. big. Had, yeah. I'd like to say to you, yeah, that's not much, but I look at that and think, oh, God, if only. But she's great. I love her. Her heart is, is fun. It's great. You guys had fun, Yeah, we it? had a great time, and the music is spectacular. It's a Warner Brothers film. You and wrote some of this. I wrote three of the main wow. songs in it, and I had a chance to, you know, to sing all the great stuff that I hadn't had a chance to do. They brought music. Did you start gospel? Is that something that yes, you had done? Yes, well, gospel, well, I was brought up in the church, Pentecostal, Holy Roller, where sure. we just, same, with congregations, same. we didn't have like a <laughs> choir, but we, everybody was singing and shouting and uh, praising sure. the Lord and all that. We so, Jews are like that, except with complaining. <laughs> <laughs> we all get together and what? do that, like, oh, my back, oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> about this whole thing it's very uh, Christian it's all about Jesus and all these wonderful gospel choirs mm -hmm. but it was written by a Jew uh, Todd Graff who wrote it's what we it's what we do yeah I know but he did a great job he did a wonderful he really got you know do you were you able to harken back to your days in, in, in gospel was that just you know where you got the love of the music and where it all yes. came together for you yes my grandpa was a preacher and a great singer great musician my mother's people were all very musical mostly mm -hmm. in the church and around in the community but I wanted to make a business out of it. But I still, to this day, because that's where I learned to sing right. in church, we always went to church. And I still have a feeling singing gospel music I, that I, I don't get in anything I else. love the sense, and this may be a, an absolute sort of stereotypical picture that I have in my head of it, of these communities and these families gathered together and everybody's got the music and they're all sitting around on a Saturday night and just going around. So I, I, I used to look at that and, and maybe romanticize it, that feeling of, I don't know, just that, that talent, but also with family and, and doing it together. Is that, that's is exactly that made up in my head, or that's no, a real... No, that's exactly what we used to do, especially yeah. my family and my brothers and sisters. We all used to sing, and we used to go around and sing at all the funerals, all the weddings, all the square dances, anywhere right. there was music in the community, and certainly around our house. And on Sundays, you know, we'd get up in church, too, and do all that special singing. We'd play our guitars and all the instruments, and it was great. So exactly like what you have in your up. mind yeah. is how I did grow up with a family of 12 children, just country people, and wow. the church and the music was what kept That's us nice. going. Yeah, after school, what I would do is come home, and I, there's a key that was put under a carpet, and then I'd, <laughs> I'd go in and heat myself up some SpaghettiOs. So it's very... <laughs> well, we would have prayed for you. We will keep you in our you're prayers. You're a lovely woman. Uh, it's so great to see you again. Come back and see us. Thank you. You're, you're, you're going to do a big musical. You're going to come back and see us when that's here. I am. Be Anytime in. I get a chance to talk to you, oh, I'll yeah. come back and go see the movie. It's Absolutely. great. It's called Joyful Noise. Beautiful. And it's Opens fun. Opens up so uh, the theaters on Friday. Joyful Noise. Yeah. Dolly Thank Parton, you. everybody. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. My guests tonight are legendary singer, songwriter, Dolly Parton, and best-selling author, James Patterson. They're here to discuss the novel that they've co-written about the country music industry and the album Dolly wrote to go with it. James Patterson, Dolly Parton, welcome to The Daily Show. Well, hello, <laughs> Trevor, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, could, I could not be in a better place because you realize I am talking to two of the most successful people in the fields that they do anything in. I mean, James Patterson, you've written books that have gone around the world. I mean, hundreds of millions of people have consumed them. Dolly Parton, we're familiar with your music. I grew up listening to it with my mom. Like, we'd be driving around in our, like, Volkswagen Beatles singing to your songs with Kenny Rogers, and I would, like, sing your part. My mom would do Kenny Rogers. It's... it's. Make um... sure you do her part now, Trevor. <laughs> I, you can't <laughs> sing Dolly Parton to Dolly Parton, James. Don't put me on the spot. Um... Run, Rose, Run, it's not dark, but it's thrilling. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really different side to the music industry than I think what a lot of people would have expected. You know, James, I, I maybe would have expected something like this from you, but Dolly Parton, what made you think, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys maybe another world in music that you might not be familiar with. And yes, it's fiction, but at the same time, it touches on some of the themes that people have encountered in music. Well, it does. And I, like I said, I knew all about the business and I'd never written a novel before. I've written books, written children's books. And I, so I know what it's like to kind of write. But I, I had often thought I'd like to write a novel when I was older. And so uh, when James presented me with this, I thought, yes, why would James Patterson even be searching me out? And I thought, why? He don't need me. Look at what all he's done. But it made complete sense when he told me what, what the book was going to be about. And I knew I really could. Because, you know, I mean, it. Dolly came out of the hills of Tennessee and I came out of sort of a similar situation in upstate New York. And the character in the book also, I mean, we were both kind of million to one shots. And the character in the book is a million to one shots. He's very right. talented. Annie Lee Keys. Uh, um, but that doesn't mean you're going to make it. 
But also yeah. her story, everybody has a story when they come to town. Everybody's got a past their childhood and how they grew, grew up. And everybody's story is, uh, is you know, different. Everybody's life is a soap opera. And so it's really about her, her story. She was running to something. She loved the music, but she was running from something. So I knew that I could write great songs like uh, all the bad people in town, like Snakes in the Grass, about mm -hmm. the bad managers mm -hmm. and things, the guys that we, because I've experienced a lot of that myself you know so, when we met so I go, I go back home and and two days later i had i had some notes on for for dolly to react to she sent me notes on the outline and she and she sent me the lyrics for seven songs well i this got right two on days <laughs> <laughs> i had said to him i said now look if i i'm not the kind of person but if we're going to work together i'm not going to just put my name on a book you know, if you put my name, if I don't really work, right, and I thought, right. how am I going to contribute the most to it? And then one day I thought, well, I write songs and, <laughs> and I know these stories yeah. and I would love to write a book. I mean, a, an album about these uh, situations and the characters in the movie. So it just seemed to fall so natural and it just mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. helped us both, I yep. think. So I, it was just such a magical thing. Yeah, it, it worked very quickly. It, it was kind it, of like a TV show where every week we would have another episode or another two or three chapters to, to mess that. around with. And I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. it because it just seemed to work it so was fun. well I mean, together. I'll tell you what the best thing of all, we, we really become really good friends. Yeah, we You did. know, for my birthday, she sang happy birthday to me over the telephone. I mean, that's that's all of it. <laughs> well, it was, well, it was great. That was great. That's everything. <laughs> the, book is, the book is already a success in your world just because of that. Um, I, actually, James, from your side, you, you worked with President Bill Clinton writing a book together. Now, yeah. You, you're a successful author on your own. I mean, this is what you do. You're one of the most beloved authors uh, around the world. But now when you're writing with somebody who has their own points of view, who has their own fan base, who has their own style, I'd love to know how you find a way to meld those two worlds, you know? And, and, and the second part of that question is, what were the di biggest differences between writing with Dolly Parton <laughs> and Bill Clinton? Well, the, the biggest difference between Dolly, uh, Dolly's a much better singer and Bill's a better sax player, I think. <laughs> you, play, right. you play the sax? He does play sax, no. <laughs> Unless she plays the sax. Like <laughs> uh, you know, they, they were both great to work with and they're both friends. I mean, it, it's really, it, that's the most precious thing to me about both of the relationships. Um, but the, the authenticity that Bill, the president brought and then the authenticity uh, that that we worked on in terms of of run run run, um, and and no egos. There was never any bumps in the road ever. Not one. No, no bumps. But yes. I think people are except that she says I can't sing. I didn't like that. Well, you can't sing. And let's just move on from there. But <laughs> I know that for a fact. But he can write. But I really think people are enjoying this book or going to enjoy it because I think, like you said earlier, they love to see the inside and the stories of these people you know, some of the stories behind yeah, the scenes yeah. of what Nashville is kind of like, kind of gives them an insight into the business end of it, not just the entertain, entertainment side. You know, James, last we spoke, we talked about your, your family foundation and how, you know, you have scholarships and how you get books out to kids and to just people who want to read, and it's, it's really important to you. Uh, Dolly, I didn't know why you got into it. I've always known you as a philanthropist. I've always known you as somebody who loves giving back and, you know, loves getting kids reading and loves donating books, but I didn't know why you got it. Is it true that your father couldn't read and so you said, you know what, not only is this important to me, but I think it should be important to everybody to, to, to be literate? I absolutely started the Imagination Library because of my father, who I loved to death. And he seemed to always be embarrassed and kind of almost 
crippled, you know, that he couldn't read and he thought he was, couldn't read after he was grown. But my daddy was so smart and so good. And uh, I just, I it just, I, one day I just thought, you know, I'm going to start something where children can learn to read when they're in their young days. That's when they're most impressionable. And right. I wanted to get my daddy involved with me in it. So my daddy, I took him with me. He helped with, you know, with all the little things. And he just loved to hear the kids call me the book lady. And I'd say, well, this is my dad. And of course, I didn't say anything about that, but he couldn't read and write at the time. But anyhow, I was, he got to live long enough to see the Imagination Library doing so good. And he was so proud and so I have to honestly say that's one of the most proud uh, things that I have ever I'm proudest of that I mean as anything I have ever done in my whole career that is because that is of my so daddy good. and because of the kids that is so beautiful. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he's proud of you. I'm sure you know, and I'm, I'm glad that he got to see it as you say in in his lifetime. Yeah. People have been eternally grateful to your organization for this. You know, I, I remember as a kid, you know, one of the biggest things that changed my life was my mom spent the little money that she had to get me books, which changed my life forever. I was actually surprised to see that, um, you know, in, I think it was a Kentucky state, state legislator who said they don't want some of the books that you were offering because they didn't think it was appropriate for young kids. What do you think some people miss in and around, you know, what kids can or cannot read or how we process what we're reading? Well, I would never in a million years uh, begin to think that I would choose those books. I don't choose, we have a whole committee of people that choose the books that are made up of parents and all different people. So I would never be so bold as to think I knew what other people's kids should read, but it goes through a whole committee. And uh, so we do the best we can and I'll let people, you know, fight that out. So I just want to be there for the kids. I mean, they're yeah, little. Somebody's they're always going to be uh, complaining I mean, about something. How hard something. can it be? Yeah. They're not going to be reading Gone with the Wind. You know, it's, <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we'll let people figure that one out. But we do have other people that choose, choose they choose the books, not me. Uh, James, are you going to try your hand at songwriting? Is, is this bug going to rub off on, <laughs> on your side now? You know, no! when I, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but when I was down here at Vanderbilt, you can't help yourself. So I did when I was down here, I did try to write some songs. It wasn't a good idea. What do you think? What do you think is actually harder? Honestly, do you think it's harder to write a novel or do you think it's harder to write a song for you specifically? Well, for me, no, for me, I, I can't know because I can't write country songs or any other kind. But of I songs. bet you could. I mean, you're a writer. Yeah, you, yeah maybe. You know, I don't think so. Could. The novel thing, I've kind of have a groove on it now. Yeah, I and, believe so. Yeah. And, and all <laughs> kinds of novels because I do the kid stuff and then nonfiction and, you know, so we're you know, I, I know what I can do and what I can't do. Let's put it that way. Uh, Dolly, on your side, you, you've said, and you know, it's crazy that you have wishes that, that haven't been fulfilled in life yet, but I know one of your wishes is you've said that you wish that Beyonce would cover Jolene. There are over 400 renditions of Jolene, multiple different languages, people have done it. And you said you specifically want Beyonce to do that. Are there any updates? Is there, like, do you know of this happening, you know, and, and why Beyonce? No, Maybe that's, that's even more I, important. I, I don't know if she's even got the message, but wouldn't that be killer? <laughs> I think she's fantastic and beautiful and I love her music. I would just love to hear Jolene done in just a big way, kind of like how Whitney did my I Will Always Love You, just someone right, that right, can right. take my little songs and make them like powerhouses. So that would be a marvelous day in my life if, if she ever does do Jolene. <laughs> um, Dolly, one last thing. You famously donated a million dollars for um, the, the research that went into helping us get the, the, the vaccine for COVID-19. How is it that you've always been on the right side of history? 
You know, you've said amazing things during the civil rights movement, you know, when many people were far behind. You've said amazing things like, you know, about equality, about women's rights. You've said amazing things now in and around the vaccines. Like, what is the magic of Dolly Parton, that you were always on the right side well, of history? I just love people. I think we're all God's children. I make no difference in that. I always try to find the God light in everybody. I always keep my, my ear and eye trained on what's going on. And I saw right away that that pandemic was going to be awful. I just sensed it. And I thought, well, what can I do uh, to maybe help a little bit? So I donated the money uh, to the research and I'm happy I did. I got a lot more credit than I deserve, but I am very proud of whatever effect that I had on that uh, going on because it's still going on, but I just kind of be aware and want to help when I can. I think when you get in a position to help, you should. And you know, the other thing is, is um, you know, Dolly does what Dolly does, but having been around her now for a year and a half, she is the smartest person I've ever dealt with. Oh, please. So that's a piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you both well, for the compliments. James Patterson, Dolly Parton, thank you for your partnership and thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on The Daily Show. Thank and you. we this just love nice. you. You have a lot of fans too. You've just got that God glow <laughs> and I love it. So keep up what you're doing. Thank you very much. There are a few moments in life that I think my mom would actually like consider as me making it. Interviewing Dolly Parton is one of them. Oh. Like of all the things in life, that is it. I'm, go I'm gonna go back to her and be like, huh, this now? And she'd be like, oh, you did one thing, well done. <laughs> <laughs> James, really wonderful seeing you again. Congratulations, guys. It's, 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 a, it's a fantastic Thank book, you. well Thank done. You Thank you so much, you. that's very Thank you so much, Dolly, great meeting you. Say hi to your mom for me. I, I will do, I will do, definitely. Personally, sending it right to her. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm gonna clip this and send it to her. <laughs> All right. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The, holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The, make a splash all summer kind of fun. The, I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find, for the fun of it, kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.